0: So, uh, I've had a recent observation. It's amazing when you go out into the world, the things you um, observe and experience head-on. A little foreshadowing. So, I went to the Braves game on August 2nd. The Braves played the Angels. There's only one reason to go to any Angels game, and it's not because of the outfield. A Get it, Angels in the outfield. Where's my pet monkey? Um And it wasn't anything that happened in the game. Well, actually there was something that happened in the game. I'll talk about it later. Had nothing actually to actually do with the game. You actually had to be at the game to understand the game within the game. But um it was after the game actually. And we you know, we had to go up the escalator to exit the ballpark. As I'm going up the escalator, you know, the thing where it like automatically rises up step by step type of thing, is that everyone's faces are at eye level with everyone else's asses. Like, all I kept thinking was, I'm head on with this Chinese dude's ass, the Chinese dude is head on with the 300 pound dude's ass, and that dude is head on with the child's ass. Pause. Um, But it's true Is that these things are literally designed To always make you have a thing for ass Which I think is why nowadays When people are like oh tits or ass It's like well of course ass Because that's all I see in a fucking day That's all I see is ass Alright not to escalate the situation Alright And by the way All these, it's always the girls with small booties that wear the booty shorts just to show off their cheetah or rose tattoo on the right quad area. It's always the same thing. And no, it's not observation. It's a fact of life. Um, But yeah, that's the way to seal the deal with the kiss from a rose. It's always a rose or a cheetah. And it's always the girls with the small booty with the booty shorts. So yeah, booty 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 now that mess around Um, Welcome to the ATL baby But yeah Welcome back to the Off and Beat Podcast with Clint Nelson I am your host, Clint Nelson Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen Don't forget to suck some titties Small booty or big booty But yeah Recording this on August, I think 11th, yeah, something like that, August 11th, 2023 at about 6.59 a.m., almost 7, damn, it's amazing how fast time flies by when you're watching a divorce attorney, <laughs> I said a 20, Jesus, I really something that a New York accent is really wearing on me, New York attorney. Oh, you wanna know, Tony? Welcome to Chinatown. Which apparently, they have a very competitive China market in Flushing, New York. It's like, per capita, the most, uh, it's the most competitive group of competition in the world. I don't know how they make these studies, but Vice did it, and we all know Vice doesn't lie. Like Dick Cheney. Shoot or shoot, bug. Isn't he the one that like shot someone While hunting And then he kind of ruined like hunting For anyone that went hunting They to, like create all these extra laws Because the vice president does not know how to hunt Oh but he sure But uh, Hunter Biden sure knows How to uh, Open a wound on a laptop Alright But yeah uh, But yeah by the way, new format, well not format, but just a little update for the pot. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, you can expect an episode right up your pie hole. And uh, don't forget the blueberry creeps. It's always weird that they call, like, you know, like, creeps? Well, they're called crepes, but like the food item. Like, the breakfast item at hop, it's like, oh, have one of these peach creeps. It's like... Well, I'll be a creep for a peach. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, fruity Tootie. They would never put the whipped cream on the first time. You always had to lay like, ass extra. It's like, you can't give a kid some whipped cream? Uh, yeah. But yeah. A lot, you know. I actually haven't recorded an episode in a few weeks. And, uh... You know, just for time's sake of everyone, I'm actually... I actually have a few things I want to talk about. Even though I actually... Blew through two of them in the first one. But yeah, no. Yeah, I did go to uh first time I actually went out to an event in a while, I did go to a Braves game, you know, since I live in the ATL that stands for Autonomous Trans Living. Cause I think we're the capital in the US for that. But yeah. Um <laughs> just go down the full industrial. I will never forget that in the break room. That dude said that. It's like, wait, you're making a joke about this guy. Like, How, how do you know that's where they're at? Mm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, when I was at the game, what I was foreshadowed earlier in the pod is that uh, so you know how like, you go to these sporting events. It typically happens at baseball, but if you've ever been to a Braves game, you know what I'm talking about. It's in between innings when you're in the stadium. They have the big Jumbotron. They have a guy, his name is always like Mark or Mike. It's some type M. I guess it is Eminem. Uh, but yeah. It's always some M. And he's always like, Hey there, Braves fans. Uh, if you want to enter the raffle, blah blah, you know. And then they always like had they pick some quote unquote random, which I don't think is random. I think they pick someone, they tell them what to do ahead of time, and they always guarantee an like and they always say, you know, if he guesses where Hank the Hammer from Home Depot, if he's under Helmet 1, 2, or 3, if they guess it correct, they get a $300 gift card to Dan Tannis. And then, you know, then they always get it wrong. They're like, you know what, just for being a good sport, we're going to give you a $200 gift card to Dan Tannis. It's like, well, that's not really a big drop off. It's like, you get, no, there wasn't really any stakes. No pun intended since it is a steakhouse. Which actually I don't think anyone has ever actually been to Dantana's. I know this is starting to get too local and specific or quote unquote the kids say niche. Um but you know what it's not really niche if it's one of the biggest cities in the fucking, you know, United States, you know. People travel here to live here. So you know what? Learn your steakhouses. Um But no, that's near here. But you know the guy I'm talking about. Look, I've been going to Braves game since, I don't know, I was like a young turd. I was like seven. It has essentially been the same guy. Like the greatest gig ever. The dude works like in between two innings every game. It's always like the third inning and like the fifth or the sixth inning. You know, they do the whole jumbo. Like he literally works an amount of four minutes. Not even that. Like he does more walking than talking. Um, and when we were at the game, I was like, huh, like the thing was, it was like, hey, where's the one guy? He kind of looks like the guy, but it's not the guy. You could definitely tell he was the backup. Not that he was bad, but you know, he just didn't have a deep voice. Um, I felt like they just grabbed like some intern and like, hey, go down there and ask some questions about, you know, NAP Auto Parts. Hey, you can get uh, $15 off your next oil change if you guess, uh, you know, uh, if Ozzy Albies has stolen a base in the last 10 games. But no, nah, you know. And I was like, where did that guy go? And my brother joked like, oh, I guess he do not do back-to-back games. <laughs> and if you watch baseball or any, like baseball is one of the biggest things where back-to-back or basketball. It's obviously a joke for the athletes, you know. Oh, you know, they don't do back to back games. Except we are literally at a game where there's a player on the Angels who literally pitch and hit in the same day in the doubleheader game. And is the epitome of I don't skip back to back days. If anything, I blow my back hitting these home runs back to back games. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Him and Drake should, uh, you know, do a collab. The Shohei-Drake collab. And then Drake will probably steal, uh, you know, the Japanese flow. Um, <laughs> no, it's not stealing. He's paying homage. He's popularizing it for his growing empire. His uh, Mongol empire. But, yeah, no. Shohei, he's about to get paid. Um, Shohei, the money. Um, but, Yeah. And I was like, I swear to God, like, I know he's a joke, but it got me thinking, like, is this, like, is this announcer, this dude who works two innings in a game, if he really took today off because, like, uh, you know, I don't do back-to-backs, you know, the heat out here, I would be like, oh, so I'm just going to start, hey, I'm going to start telling my job, hey, I don't work, I don't do back-to-backs. And they're going to be like, well, you're going to be a back to the unemployment line. And I'll be like, well, I know uh, I know every other day they'll be opening at this game. Um, <laughs> it's actually, you know, actually I know someone that got fired working for the break. And that, that's always things with these, like working at a sporting event type of thing. I know we're really going off the rails here. I did not expect to go down this road. But um, yeah, that, like... I haven't I've never looked into how the business model of how stadiums and stuff because the food the prices of food at these stadiums, these sporting events are insane and I get it. convenience. you can't bring food in, they got up price, you know, got to pay employees and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but like other restaurants pay their employees on top of the $400 tickets that you charge. You know, on top of everything. And God forbid if you put 10 bucks on a voucher, you don't fucking honor it and say it's 10%. All right. It's like, just fucking give us $10 off each. I'm trying to have a sane day here. Um, <laughs> because 14 bucks for a burger basket? And it's like, yeah, but it's only 9 bucks for a chicken sandwich. Yeah, but I only get fries with it. But, you know, the way... I was explaining to me, it's like, think about it. If it's a baseball stadium, there's 106 games in a year, but only half of them are home games. So, literally, there's only like 81-ish games, plus the playoffs if they make it there, that they can really capitalize and make the most. So, they got to make four times the amount of profit, and literally a fourth of the time... While still paying employees in a short amount of time they have to make that money. So they get to like literally twice the price. And I'm like, huh. Then just charge less for the fucking tickets. How about that? I don't know. But yeah, any jizz. Just a thought. So uh, now to the good stuff, you know, to the algorithm you know, things are trending around the world. No, I'm not talking about the unfortunate events of Hawaii, wildfires, people dying, all that stuff. I'm talking about Lizzo making her backup dancers eat a banana out of a sex worker's vagina in Amsterdam. Not there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, bananas don't digest well in your stomach. And uh, if you're having trouble losing weight... Bananas are probably not your friend. Um, <laughs> why did I take it there? I don't know. I, I'm not a fat shamer. I'm not someone to shit on someone for their weight. I, I'm, I'm actually really not a fan of that. But sometimes you bring it on yourself. Um, <laughs> it's like, how are you gonna say, like, how are you gonna body shame the backup dancers who you literally hired? Because they look like... They're supposed to look like you. And you literally hired them. Just because they quote unquote look a quota. And then you end up doing that thing that you hate that people do to you. And put people down because they... Shit on you for a lifestyle, but then you gain this crazy autonomous amount of power that you start treating those people worse than the people that are treating you about the things you're very defensive about. I don't know what do I know I don't play the flute um <laughs> uh I don't know she I'm sure she could play the flute I don't know, but yeah, good times, but yeah, no you know it's uh it's an interesting thing because. I think what it really exposes is when people are on the defensive about everything and they're getting attacked a lot, like she is for her weight and all that stuff. Like, you know, you get very defensive. You create this narcissistic type of where you can do no wrong when everyone's against you. You got to double down on everything. You can never acknowledge that you're wrong. And then you actually end up being twice as worse as the people that were coming after you. Which, it creates this vicious cycle. That we're all just pieces of shit going around here. and But only once in a while does the toilet overflow. Flood. And, um, you know, I leave a pretty big cheeky mark on my toilet. And uh, let's just say, i not a big fan of flushing. Um, cause flushing is for gushing pussy. oh um. <laughs> uh, Jesus! But yeah, yeah, you know. Is it, uh, but no, it's like one of those things where I think she's just a result of what happens when we give people too much self empowerment about things. We should not be self empowering. We should not be telling everyone. How good we are. We should not be. This uh, feeling good about ourselves. This whole like feel good about yourself. No you know what sometimes you need to feel bad about yourself. Because you know sometimes. What you're doing. Is something worthy feeling bad. And I was actually you know talking about. You know if you're a true believer in Jesus. Um, Gosh I promise I wouldn't talk about Jesus. But the idea of like. If you're truly a believer. In like God puts everything in your life on purpose and nothing's by accident. So if you have suicidal thoughts, it's not by accident. Maybe God wants you to do it. All right, no, kids, don't do that. Please, kids, please don't do that. But if you're a believer that God does everything for a reason and a plan, that means everything you think, God made you to think that, or he put those thoughts in your head. He made you deformed. He made you... A psychopath, a narcissistic For a reason Because maybe he made you those things Because he knows what you need To survive in the current world Like he, you know He's a modern guy, like you don't think God, you don't think he's adjusted You don't think, he's like you guys still Follow the bible exactly How I wrote it In like whatever year He like, you know, decided to get up on the cross And do a fake sacrifice Um Alright now I'm starting to sound like a douchebag But you know what God made me that way for a reason He made me to be combative He made me to challenge him Instead of being a Pussy follower Um, And that's why my titties are in full effect right now That's the name of the title of the podcast I actually wrote that down Cause you know what God made me have good titties that's just the way it is. God gives some women great titties. It's funny how like girls don't have to earn their titties. But us guys, we have to earn our titties. We have to put in the work, the puff up our titties to make them look good. But girls now, they just walk around genetics, you know, fat lipids, whatever. G- what is it called? Genicillin. you know? That's like, yeah. And there's always, they could just enhance it if they want extra titty or booty. Like we have to earn. Earn our titties Like we get a B cup You know how much years It took to get that B cup And I mean a good B cup Not you know the You know I just kind of let it hang type of B cup Like no A good solid B cup But the thing is When you earn your cups It never spills Um, (laughs) Oh these, These cups are milking Milking um, <laughs> but the downside is once you get some cups and then if you were to get a little lazy and you know let it go awry then it's almost worse than if you never developed cups to begin with it's always it's like that's the thing right like sometimes in life like you get to a point like when you, and I say this from an objective, and I say this because I speak for the guys that have been in shape and then got out of shape. No one, like, if you've never gotten in shape or never had a muscle to your frame, like, no one gets mad at you because you didn't add muscle to your frame. It's like, ah, you know, he just never did it. Other things they enjoyed. But then if you proved... That you do it, and they're like, wow, you know, you have a nice show, you have a great, and all this stuff. But then you go off the rails, and you lose it all in six months, to be like, what happened to this guy? It's like, I mean, at least I was able to get it at one point. It's like, if you've never gotten a hard dick, it doesn't make it any more impressive than someone who was able to get a hard dick, and then somehow they're not able to get a hard dick anymore. At least at one point, I had a hard dick. want to shit on me because, oh. You know, it seems like you're losing some gains there. It's like, you know what? At least I have gains to lose. I'd rather lose a million dollars and go broke than never have had a million dollars. Criticizing from your 50 feet of shit, shark tail, well pooping, skimpy little titty barb bitch, cheetah rose thigh. Um, I don't even know. I just said a bunch of words there. You know how lazy it, like, you know, I have this tea in a cup, you know, I'm trying to cut back on coffee with this coffee tea, and let me tell you, the shit kicks, and I'm not talking about the nuts, like, no, the shit shit's actually kicking, I just I was just dumb enough to leave the fucking spoon in there, so every time I take a sip, it sounds like a spoon's about to eat me, spoon man. And the microphone—it probably sounds like I'm chugging a pre-workout, but it's even better than that. It's herbs. But yeah, yeah, no, titties are in full effect now. And I was actually watching something earlier, where I, you know, I actually I started I literally I kind of went on a re- um, binge, a little binge before I even started this episode. I've always heard about the channel. I, I don't know the name, just always turned me off. I never got it. But it was called Soft White Underbelly. I've heard on a podcast someone talk about it before. And they say it's so great. Enough. And of course you know it starts popping up in my algorithm. Because that's how things work. You watch something. They say one sentence about it in the show. And it pops up in your algorithm. And then it just stops not popping up. And of course I click on why. I ignore the one where it's talking about. Ah, drug addiction. The one where it's talking about. Oh, the an ex, you know, corrupt cop. Ah. I was ex-gang member. I clicked on the one that just said bodybuilder. Nothing extra. Nothing fascinating. A guy named Doug, bodybuilder. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what this guy's got to say. Um, not the neuroscientist that explains your biology of your flaws and addiction. Nah. Bodybuilder. That's what I want to hear. But it was actually really interesting. And what he was talking about is, like, how, you know, him and his friend, like, when he started training, like, in his young 20s, started working out. Him and his friend, they both trained just as hard. And his friend, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, I saw growth in him, but then, like, my back just exploded. He was like, and he's like, bro, like, you're, he's like, and he's like, yeah, there's just some people, like, when they work out or when, they hit certain points, like, their body just reacts rapidly, and, like, I felt that so much, because my titties, no, I'm kidding, (laughs) I'm only saying because, you know, actually people, like, have been, oh, now, like, it's weird when you get asked one thing, a thousand other people start asking similar things, like, oh, how much... Bro, how much you bench press? Like, I'm taking a piss. Why are you asking me how much I bench press? Just watch your fucking hands with the soap that there's never soap in. And shut the fuck up. And of course, I added five pounds more than I actually do. But hey, they don't have to know that. No one ever tells the truth about their bench press. And technically, I didn't lie. I said, technically, I don't really bench press. I use dumbbells. And he's like, he's like, how much? And I said, 95s. And I feel like because I said it I'm able to do it now Because then when I went to the gym the next day I was doing 5 pounds more than I was previously So It's like literally just by saying it I manifested My actual bitch So kids If you were struggling doing 135 Just say I do 225 And go into the gym Pick up 225 and make it your bitch That's how it works But yeah, Bodybuilder Doug introduced me to the show. Then I started watching another video about divorce and marriage and all that stuff. And I don't want to get too much into it. You know, I think there's validity to everything. It's so at the end of the day. I think people think just because you, like, watch certain things that, like, oh, you, like, take all that stuff to heart. It's like, no, it's just actually, it's like... I think it's good general information to get an idea of how the masses and how people actually perceive things. Not for you to start thinking it, but just so you understand what people are talking about when they hate or they have a heavy resistance towards these things. It doesn't mean you need to adapt it, but you should do more research before you make life-altering decisions like that. So, yeah. Like when he was saying, like, people don't. People really don't even realize that when they take an insurance policy, like, when they're married, they can't even change their life insurance policy without the consent of their spouse. I'm like, oh, okay. But it's my life insurance. Like, yeah. But it's also your spouse's. I don't know, you know. It makes one of those things where it's like, oh... It, it makes things very discouraging when you watch a lot of that stuff. And, you know, it's like anything. You watch anything, you're going to find the uncomfortable truth on a lot of things between what us men and us and women will view. Like, men when women, when we watch things that apply to relationships or applies to, I don't know, manifesting your future and stuff like that, like, there's always going to be things you hear that you may feel apply to you. And you may feel like, hmm. But you also understand that maybe they're not all like when you hear someone watching, they're not literally taking every word and making about like, oh, they're applying it to their life. Because a lot of time we're just watching things the past time, mindlessness. And they and, you know, these people, they got to tell you the stuff To make you think twice about everything in your life so they can sell you something to make you feel that what you're doing is wrong. So they can give you the right path in life and, you know, just make money off of you. So they're going to create all the scenarios that cover all the bases for people to think twice about their life. Think twice about who they're with. So they can sell you some course about how they know how to get you with the person that you need to be with when they can't even get a person that they need to be with. It's funny how it kind of all works out. People that get the most advice about this shit somehow can't figure it out themselves. But, anyways, but yeah. That's just how it be. That's why I try to avoid all that shit. But, um, alright. Actually, I'm only 27 and a half minutes in. But I want to get into something. Because I think this is a universal. This is, is going to be one of my most passionate rants, I think. I don't necessarily know how in depth I'm going to get. Because I got to protect people's name. But, so, I'm just going to label the guy the doing too much at work guy, right? We all know the guy. It transcends across all landscapes of jobs. It could be construction. It could be... Working at Arby's. It could be a car wash. It can be. You know. Some white collar office job. It could be an investment banking. It could just be at a bank. It's the doing too much at work guy. What does the characteristics of this guy stand for? It is. Coming in your space. When you are the most competent person at your job. And just making shit Unnecessarily difficult when they think they're helping and because they're helping so much they have this lack of awareness that they're actually doing the opposite of helping and it just makes you want to smack the living shit out of them you know exactly what I'm talking about because every person has this person at their job and if you don't have that person you're probably the person and I say it with 99% certainty. You know why? Because they lack the most self-awareness of anything. And they're one of those people that they're the ones that tell you like, you know, it just seems no one wants my help. All I want to do is help people in life. All I want to do is make people feel, you know, make their lives easier and stuff while I just get in their shit, interfere with their area. Throw stuff on stuff that I didn't ask them to. And it's not scanned. But I'm not going to say names. Um, And. They just make you want to. Think twice about some things. And they always smell bad. Um, They never smell. It's not like these people are so annoying. But then they get around you. And they smell like you know. Some nice vanilla bean culotta. Like nah. They always smell subpar. We'll just say. They don't even smell like cinnamon. They smell like a wet, oxy-clean bucket of cinnamon. That's what they smell like. They smell like if you uh, sweated and creamed your pants on Christmas Eve. And uh, Santa left the three musketeers and it melted in your pants. And then you put it on and be like, ho, ho, ho. We're going to the buffet. But nah, they're doing too much at work, guy. You know what the real issue is? Is that they're doing so much that they're actually doing nothing. They're the type that they do everything but what they're fucking asked to do, or the only thing that they're technically supposed to do. Go do your one fucking job. Don't grab my shit. Don't come in my area. Don't say, I left it here. No, no. Just fucking do your simple job. We all have simple jobs. When you interfere with my simple job, it becomes a less simple job. Then I have to pick up your simple job that you made not so simple. And then we just got one non-simple problem. And there's one common denominator. Me wanting to smack the shit out of you. Alright. The doing too much guy. It's always the guy that wears the same thing to work every day. When you have a non-uniform job. You do so much. But you won't wash your clothes. You won't put on deodorant. And they're the type of guys. When they take a shit. And literally for like 20 minutes after they come out of the bathroom, they literally smell like they took a shit. How is that possible? The shit left you. Why do you still smell like the shit that left and hopefully you flushed? Was there more shit that was still, you know, shitted? I don't know, man. I just hate people that just always doing so much unnecessary shit. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. Stop touching shit. You don't make anything better. When's the last time you touched someone and was like, it's a pot of gold. Like, no. Who told you to touch my shit? No. No one. Did I mention they smell bad? Um, They be doing everything but what they need to do. And it's like a thing of life. People will do... A, it's like... People will do a bunch of shit, but never actually master one thing. It's that mindset of doing so much that you're actually doing nothing. Have you ever done so much in a day, but you really did actually nothing to actually progressing that thing? But you just did a bunch of little things for a few minutes. Ah, oh, I did this, but I didn't get everything. I went to the store, but I didn't get everything I needed. Oh, I went to work. I didn't really, you know, work. Ah, uh, you know, I did this, but I didn't really, you know, go get... It's like, oh, hey, I, I didn't really get my protein intake. You know, it's like, you didn't really do anything. You just did a whole bunch of nothing. And the worst part is you and this other person gets paid the exact fucking same. this thing that may bother me the most. Is that how am I highly recognized? Where there's actually a metric that shows... I'm pretty elite at my job <laughs> can't believe I just said I'm elite at scanning shit, but hey, you know, I like to make things go green <laughs> I'm such a fool, and then this motherfucker only if the, only if they would just make my account more green, but you know what? who cares about that um but then. People just want to get in your way. And they just want to... Like, how do you get paid the same, but you don't... You're not expected to do the same. It's like... You know what? You know, I think there's a deep-rooted issue. And I acknowledge now that maybe this is... Maybe, maybe this is an issue with me. Is that... I think part of what it stems from, when I hate people that unnecessarily help when I didn't ask, when it's obviously not necessary, is that I feel like behind it, it's like this secret like kind of thing, like, oh, I can do your job too. It's like, you know what? If you could do my job, they would voluntarily put you at my job instead of having me do it every fucking day. So shut the fuck up. No, you can't do my job. All right. But no, it is, it is like almost like oh i'm just playing this old shucks i just like to help everyone when it's really kind of like this thing where it's like oh uh you're not doing your it's almost like this like hey he's not really doing his job well i should just do it it's like no shut the fuck up how about that no i just know how to pace myself see here's the thing that people don't talk about when people like oh Oh, this person's been doing the job so long, but like it seems like they lost the stuff or they don't care to do it. It's like no, you know what? You learn over time to pace yourself, and not exert all your energy in a short amount of time. Because I actually maximize each hour I work, and now they're like a fucking doofus, um, <laughs> doofus, doofus, productivity, Inc. But yeah, I. I just don't understand it, you know, it's, it's like, who are you, like, what are you trying to do? Like, it's always like, it's it's like that feeling of like, what what do you want out of me, man? You think you grabbing some shit that you can't even pick up is helping me? Like, I'm literally looking at the shit that I'm about to go get, and you're like, nah. Nah. I'm just gonna grab it and throw on the fucking ground Like fuck you I should throw your cockroach licking ass on the ground Alright Um But yeah I don't know I know people listen like oh Clint you sound like a douchebag It's like no you know what I will stand by this till the day I die There's always gonna be no matter where I work What I do There's always a doing too much guy Look it's better than the not doing anything guy But the doing too much is like it, The thing is that it lacks self-awareness Of how much work they're actually not doing And sometimes the most help you can give someone Is by not helping We live in this such like helpful culture So we can always feel like we're above someone So we always feel like we're doing something I think helping is highly overrated unless you're actually in a position to help. I don't think you know. I don't think there's no need for people of low means to be helping each other. It makes no fucking sense. It should always be someone that can help and then not affect their livelihood because then that's actually helping. Not I'm gonna deplete myself to elevate yourself and then really. Your elevation is going to elevate to a medium level, and what I gave you is going to down me to a medium level, and now we're both just mid-ass people. It's like, it's better if I'm just at least kind of above mid, because I could do more above mid than being at mid. Hence, it's mid, all right, as the kids said. But yeah, it's like, I don't want to be mid. Like It's like getting cut off mid-sentence. Uh but yeah. Uh Jesus. Just makes me want to cut out their midsection though. Uh yeah. But then you know, we also live in the same culture where it's like you you get shit on for uh for quote unquote being a tryhard. Like wow. Like it's crazy how, quote-unquote, when someone says someone's an overachiever. Like, what kind of fucking sentence is that? You're an overachiever. Like, just because you set the bar low for me doesn't mean I underachieve my... It doesn't mean I overachie- I overachieved my standards. Like, what does that even mean you overachieve? There's no such thing as over- or underachieving. You just achieve what you achieve. Like, I never set a standard that I was going to have low standards. Like, you set that low standards. It doesn't mean I overachieve. It's like, oh, this person's a tryhard. It's like, what, you think getting anything in life doesn't require trying? Oh, but it's, you know, it, there's really a appeal to looking like you're not trying. It's like, anything that's ever, anyone that's ever gotten something, they tried for it. They may have made it like they didn't try, but there was a lot of work to make it look easy. Ever heard the term? It's like, man, you know, he just makes that look easy. Yeah, they ignore the 10 plus years of schooling, of learning a craft, or getting good at something. They're like, man, you know, they just make it look easy. It's like, well, I didn't just come out of the womb looking like this, you know? <laughs> Ah, Jesus. But I did, fun fact. Which I might, you know, I was really thinking about doing a nice little detour video idea for the channel. Is, I would have to not be naked while doing it, of course, you know. To protect the algorithm, of course. But, you know, like bodybuilders, they do the posing stupid shit. I was actually, like, kind of fucking around with that shit the other night. And I was like doing all I actually don't I watch some of this stuff But I actually don't really know how they pose And I was having Someone record me That being a lady Just so you don't think I'm into weird stuff And uh They recorded me you know Doing the good old like Arnold Flex And I was doing all these Cool chest stuff I'm like damn you know Look at this guy I saw the video And as I was flexing my back It started thundering and then just like the inner Thor of me came out. And I'm like, Thor. And all I could think about was like, man. See? God is saying Thor has arrived. All right, Clint. <laughs> that was my sign from God. You know, maybe that was like God like for, you know, how they say like. Anytime it thunders, is because God bowled a strike. You know, one of those myths that they tell you as a child. It's like, oh, if it's thundering outside, that's just because God bowled a strike and bowling. I'm like, that's what God's doing in heaven right now is just bowling. Seems like a wasted. Seems like he likes to bowl a lot, but only in certain parts of the world, huh? Um. <laughs> so he just let like if God truly cares about us. Oh, geez. Here we go. But like let's say, you know, if God like really was like in charge of how environment and stuff is taken care of, why would he let certain countries go like half a year without rain? Like deserts go like places that need rain to survive and all this stuff. He's just like, Yeah, I'm not gonna bowl in this side of the hemisphere because you know, eh, you know, they need to see, they need to revere their choices. Of the Exxon menthol gas, and metaphane they're using you know type of shit, take that b p uh booty penetration <laughs> um <laughs> uh, um me me, um I'm such a fool, but you know God made me that way, God doesn't make accidents, but our parents sure do um. <laughs> It's weird how old people make children by accident, but God didn't make people by accident. I don't know. Just that. But yeah, maybe. That's a sign. Maybe when I was doing that flex and stuff, like it Lily was not thundering all night. It was not even raining until once I was doing that. It was almost like out of a movie. Like Thor. Um <laughs> and when it happened, just some came over here, and I raised my arms and like, "Yes, come and get me, aliens!" I felt like the aliens could have just like gotten me and be like, "Yep, this." If that's how it happened, you know, being nude with a flaccid penis, so be it. I think it's a way to go out. Um, but then you know, the government would have my nudity. What's it probably already do? There's a webcam in my laptop. So, you know what? They've seen it all. Nothing wrong with that. I don't care if they've seen it all. You know, good for them. They've gotten, you know, I guess I do have one viewer on my secret home video. Alright. America's Funniest Home Videos. And they got hacked and my tape's on there now. And don't pull out the tape measure because I don't want to be put on blast. Ready for takeoff Jimmy Neutron? That'd be so weird if a girl ever asked me to dress up as Jimmy Neutron for her kink fetish. I uh, that's where I might draw the line. It's like Yeah. Are you into children or <laughs> you just into really smart kids? But would you rather want your? What would be more creepy if they're into a kid like Jimmy Neutron, or if they're into like Cosmo from The Fairy Odd Parents? What like what's more weird, or better yet, if they're into an animated character like from a TV show like that, or if they're into like a real life human character like you know Ned from These Classified School Survival Guide? Like it's the same age. But one's real, one's animated. And we've already shown in society, as long as we animate something, people don't care about as much as how it's perceived. Like, if you made Family Guy into a live show, people would perceive everything that happens in that show. And the jokes, they say a whole lot different. Which, by the way, you know, speaking of kid shows and royalties and the business of children actors... um. Little fun deto- little fun fact here. I learned it says so on Drake and Josh, right? So like the lead, I actually learned this from Ned. Ironically, I saw a clip from a podcast. Ned from Nezzy Classified School Survive Guide, the man that played him, is that? So when you're a child actor, right, and you're and you do your contract, you know, you get you know, depending on the show, you get a decent amount per episode, you know. For Drake and Josh, apparently, you know, they were getting paid like 30000 an episode. So, they were doing a lot of episodes a year, so, you know, they were getting paid well. You know, for children, for child actors, pretty good deal. Now, low little caveat with that is what they do is if you're a main lead in a show or the, you know, the thing was with, and this was across all those like Disney, Nickelodeon, is that if you're a lead in a kid's show or just a main actor in the show... Um, part of the main cast. Is that. Yeah you got paid pretty well per episode per season. Whatever you getting paid. But you didn't get royalties. But. A person that showed up for three minutes on one. Or two episodes or whatever. May do it for a couple hundred dollars. Or whatever small flat fee. But they would get royalties. And so the royalties from. There's this one guy named Jason Nash. I don't know. I think he's like... He's like a YouTuber. He's like this weird... Like He's like 48 years old, but he's like a YouTuber. I don't know. Not saying you can't be 40, but... The stuff he does is very like kid stuff. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But he appeared in Drake and Josh. As like a guest on one episode or something. And if I remember correctly, in his royalties... He's got more from royalties than what Josh made On like half of the time he was on the show And that dude was on the show For like literally a couple minutes one episode And that show's gonna keep running Because they fucking played the shit out of that show As far as I'm aware And with streaming and all this stuff Like they just get royalties like that Every time the show plays Every time it's like That dude's gonna get royalties but Drake and Josh don't. Like, they don't make any money from it anymore. And Drake probably needs the money. Um, <laughs> it's based off his situations. Um, but, yeah. He also seems like he still attracts the audience that would watch Drake and Josh. All right, Clinton. Hey, I was a Drake and Josh fan, but, hey, you can catch these strays. I guess he never thought it would be so simple, but he still hasn't found a way. Found a way. Yeah, bandages. Um, Whoo! Yeah, it's, it's a cruel business out here. It makes me think about when I sign my mega deal of a podcast one day for Spotify, and I'll put it. I promise Spotify, I will put out way more content than you ever would want, and you'll probably tell me to just stop. I will not Meghan Markle the situation where you have to do a voiceover. Of her own podcast with her name. And they do a voiceover with her. After the person. After a different person. Interviewed. Them. And put their voiceover. To make it ask like they asked the questions. So put in perspective. I know this is like kind of old news. I don't remember if I talked about it on a podcast. I don't think I did. But. So Meghan Markle with her deal. Her podcast deal. It's like the craziest thing ever. Where. Legitimately had like a 20 million dollar deal with Spotify For you know not even like it's not even like one of those I would really call like podcasts It's sort of like they put out like a 40 minute episode every couple weeks Except sometimes they went like a month without putting stuff out But they were getting like an Like I don't know how that even works I feel like in the deal it's like hey you have to put out an episode every fucking week How does that sound? How, How does it sound to take an hour out of your day to ask someone eight fucking questions. That someone else will write the questions out for you. You just have to be the to fucking ask it. And you go about your day. And other people will edit it. Other people will do whatever the fuck. And make it happen. But no. But I like. I almost couldn't believe it when it said. That. Like, I legitimately couldn't believe it when they said that, like, a guest that was on the show was literally saying, like, yeah, like, we went thinking we're going to talk to Meghan Markle, and then we got on the Zoom, and it was everyone but Meghan Markle. And I'm like, that'd be like someone coming on this show one day. And they are like, man, we're going to interview the great Clint Nelson. How do you go from being a nobody for years and working his way up to being this big shot? And then, you know, have an interracial kid like Archie. And then now, you know, we go to interview him and we, we get, we're waiting to get interviewed by Clint's personality. And then I put him with some guy named Chuck. Because every producer is named Chuck. And they just ask you the questions, and I voice over when I get a chance because, you know, I'm in the middle of a hard set. You know, it's leg day. I can't interrupt my leg day for your imbecile questions because I got a contract for my job to keep up with. I'm getting paid tens of millions of dollars. Like, no, I don't skip leg day for no interview, bitch. Um, now I will probably skip leg day. A chest day, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> you gonna hear me say with my chest over the voiceover. It's like besides, don't you want the post-workout pump interview? It's a whole different game. If I ever did do like the interview style, like the couple hours where I did that shit, like all the time, I would, I would never do it when I first wake up, and I would never do it late at night. I would have it perfectly timed in place where it happens at this time of the day. And I would have to wake up, eat, like have the first four hours of my day to do what I need to do to just get in the zone where everything else doesn't matter. And then, like, wake up at 10, 2 or 3 o'clock, show up to the studio, do an interview from till like 4, 5, 6 o'clock, however good the interview's going. After I work out, when I feel the greatest, after I have my coffee, like, you know, maybe have a few few drinks with the boys if it's one of those type of podcasts, you know, and I would have, like, I, like the, I do, you know, I do worry about one day, and this is a, you know, first world problem to worry about, worrying about, you know, oh, but when it starts feeling like a job, that's when you lose the joy, it's like. Yeah, well, I rather it's, it's easier to lose the joy <laughs> when you don't have to work a job making 18 hours, okay? Now, like, trust me, there's a lot of worse things you could be doing. It's like, you know, I just don't feel like... Uh, I just don't want to lose the passion for it. It's like, well, you're going to lose the passion when you never fucking sleep because you have to work all the time, alright? So, you know what? Lose the passion. Because, you know what? If that's all it takes... You ain't built different. Um, but no. You know what? I do feel like uh, it is a thing. I get it. The biggest fear is when the one thing that was once your hobby and you did for fun becomes your job. Then it becomes a whole different thing. You're doing things because of obligation, not because it's a w- escape. And I think that's the biggest thing is like when things that were once like your escape become your thing. It's like it's a whole different approach. It's a whole different pressure and stress. Because when you're when it's a getaway, there's no stress. No expectations. That's like the difference when you go from someone who just like works out. You like being in shape. You like being fit. Compared to, oh, I'm going to be a professional bodybuilder. Oh, I'm going to prep to do a, you know, a marathon. Oh, I'm going to prep to do a show. You know, like a bodybuilding show. Or a powerlifting meet. Like it's a whole lot different when you just do it. To just feel good and get the dopamine out and to feel good about stronger about yourself, getting the you know feeling good about your day to go about your day, compared to oh I have to watch everything I eat, watch my macros, watch my calories, monitor every lift, monitor my R was RME reps in reserve, RORS or I RIR, just say just say fucking reps you. Just didn't want to fucking do R-I-R. Can I get that? Um, it's like all these different fucking pro, pro gym terms. Reps and reserves. It's like, just say you're a pussy. How does that sound? Um, oh, You know, I, didn't, I don't want to hurt my shoulder. It's like, you don't have any shoulders to hurt you, little bitch. God, I hate those people. Like, oh, you know, if it was my shoulder. It's like, it seems like your shoulder's always hurting. Have you ever tried... Getting them stronger. Um, <laughs> but no. It's different when something becomes your job. But that's but that's the whole point. Make it your job. Because at least... Because you know, at least when it becomes your job. You can just say, yeah. This is stupid that this is my job. But it puts a different pressure. Like... I like if I was a professional bodybuilder right it's like I would care a whole lot more if I plateaued I would care a whole lot more if I was not growing at a rate I would feel a whole lot different if I had this and that and I wasn't my body wasn't morphing to what I'm trying to make it do like yeah like that shit would be stressful because it's stressful, like, that becomes your livelihood, and it, when it feels like something's out of your control, it adds a different stress. When, when there's no, when there's nothing at stake, it's like, ah, okay. Like, if I never game another pound on, you know, the bench press, it doesn't really fucking matter. Because it's like, ah, I'm not like, there's no real stakes at it, it's just a personal thing. But like if this podcast were to become my job And then like viewership were to go down Or listens were to go down Or money was not coming in as fast as it was before As efficient Or there's just something not clicking with the audience Like that's a real stress When that's your one and only Well it should never be your one and only But you get what I'm saying When that's your main like thing Your main focus But when it's something you do In the accumulation of a lot of other things You can only take so so many things personal because you know you don't put all that effort and energy into it just because you can at the moment you know it's a difference between when someone's your girlfriend and your wife that's like when your job the thing that be it's like when you when your side piece becomes your wife you know nah now i'm starting to sound like a douchebag but like for right now this podcast is my side piece but when it becomes my wife i'm gonna be like ah shit I hate looking at myself in the camera. Um, <laughs> which really is saying I hate looking at you. My side piece in the camera. Because in this metaphor, the camera's a side piece. All right, you, you get the jizz. God, I had such a dude moment there. But yeah. Look. Moral of the story is. um, Don't let, don't let that shit like, oh, I'm worried it's going to. Take the joy out of it It's like you know at least find out if it takes the joy Cause you know what I'd rather be soulless and joyless Doing this Than being soulless and joyless Doing Anything else That requires me Going to a job and not getting enough sleep And then just cooking and having no fucking time To do this That is joyless okay But yeah What do I know but yeah. Um, but yeah. I think I'm gonna cap it off there. Hit the hour mark. Not that I was pocket watching, but hey, time's ticking. Time's ticking and that booty is clicking on my fried chicken. Cause girl, that butt is kicking. And that cheetah too too. Oh, it tastes so good. <laughs> All right, all right, guys. That was episode two. I think that will be episode two hundred and ten. I think I've actually got the episode numbers figured out. But hey, you know what? I'll be putting, I'll be recording and putting out the episodes more consistently, so nothing to worry about. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification button. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties because now they're in full effect. My titties are in full effect now. Cause I got some big old titters. <laughs> Alright guys. Have a great day, morning, night. Uh or Ramadan. Wherever you guys celebrate that. And uh watch out for the trannies. They're coming to suck any titties, it don't even matter. <laughs> They're actually trying to put tits on them so you can suck them and say, hey, welcome to Fulton Industrial. I can't get over that.